peace, peace to all my good people out there. Welcome to another session with Shay. I'm Shay, and you have found yourself in another episode of Distraction News, where I give, I guess, a brief snippet of some of the news stories that happened this week that you might have missed and um, give give you the opportunity to um, do a little bit more research on something if if you hear something or it gives you some uh, a little bit of extra knowledge that you may or may not have already known um, about the topic. So first up, we have the Hamas Israel war. Now, in a previous uh, distraction news session, I I gave my opinion on the current status of the war at the time. Now, at that time, this was about maybe a week or two ago, uh, and the I guess the fuckery was was beginning. You know, um, the U.S. was placing its assets in in places, and the propaganda propaganda war was just beginning um you may have uh, also heard in my previous uh, session to try to pay attention to the words and the narrative and the verbiage that was uh starting to be used in um the way the media was preventing the story to the masses so this week um basically what's happened everything has basically scaled itself up a couple of notches more um israel is basically uh positioning itself its its army and navy and uh ground forces and all that stuff and they're planning to invade fully and um they're at the point now where they don't care that the whole entire world had voted well i take that back out of the 194 countries that voted for a Security Council UN resolution to for a ceasefire to allow humanitarian aid to go into the region that wasn't able to get to uh, that region ever since it started on October 7th, they put a resolution forward to ceasefire just so the humanitarian aid could get to the people that needed it. And out of those 194 countries, 11 said no and out of those 11 were Israel and the United States and the other countries that said yes to they they basically just said yes off of default because the United States is their number one currency so they have to vote where the money votes so um, feel free to look at those other countries at your own leisure with that vote you basically already knew what it was the world already knew what it was so um a few days ago israel told everyone in that region uh y'all need to go if you don't want to get bombed i mean that's that's basically what they said and the united states as a whole basically backed it and said yeah we stand behind israel and we're going to uh Whatever they choose to do is like the best thing forward. That's basically what the United States said. So where we're at right now, I'm not going to 
I could go further into it, but I think I I did it. Uh, I kind of overdid it in my last distraction news. But um, I stand with Palestine, and everyone is uh, free to make their own decision of what they choose to stand with and stand behind. But I'm just going to give a couple of uh, facts and notes about some statistics of what this war is actually doing in numbers right now. So as of today, Sunday, October 29th, uh, 2023, And before I read these numbers, I also want to say that every life matters in that aspect. Like some of these numbers is they're going to be like, well, this is a lot higher than that. But don't all lives matter? Yes. In the grand scheme of things, every life is precious. But just look at the (laughs) the disproportionateness of some of these numbers and if one group is saying, well, my our people are getting killed, and then another group is saying, well, our people are getting killed, and the other group is getting killed out of like four to five times the ratio, but they're considered the bad guys, that kind of needs to be looked at a little bit more. Just, just an opinion, not a fact. <laughs> so as of today, 1,400 um, Israelis have been killed versus 8,000 Palestinians killed. There has been 5,431 Israelis injured versus 20,242 Palestinians injured. Uh, 250,000 Israelis have been displaced, meaning they've been kicked out of their homes, versus 1.4 million Palestinians being displaced. Two hundred and thirty nine soldiers and civilians are being held in held as hostages in Gaza. Four hostages have been released. One hundred and seventeen air trucks were been have aid trucks. I'm sorry. Aid trucks have been led into Gaza and twenty seven thousand seven hundred and eighty one homes have been destroyed. So that's just an overview of numbers again. All life is is precious and, you know, war is hell, as it were. But look at those numbers and you tell me who's actually the one being erased here and who's actually the ones trying to do it and why. That's all I'm going to say about that. one. <laughs> uh, in other news, so there was a mass shooting on Wednesday and I say that again every life is precious and whomever has been affected by this shooting or any shooting by that means you know I feel totally bad and all that stuff about it and it sucks but this is the nation that we live in and the fact that we live in a nation like this and it's just another day in the United States where a mass shooting happens and somebody gets shot on the streets or a straight bullet hits a little kid who's just playing outside or something like that. Like, it should matter more that we as a society have been, are kind of okay with that shit now. Like, 
we are so desensitized to the act of shootings and mass shootings and hood shootings and suburban shootings and all that we're so desensitized to that shit now that when we hear about like mass shootings they don't hit the way they used to hit and it could just be part of the internal psyche of the masses that you hear something so much that it just loses loses its flavor after a while and that's really sad for us as a society if that's where we're at with this but everyone has their own opinions about you know able to bear arms and you know personal rights to carry arms and all of that stuff but all I'll say is that we as a society need to stop going and living our lives from rules that were set in place at a different state of time. And we as a society should be capable enough to adjust and adapt rules to better fit our current level of society. Yes, people still should be able to bear arms and carry guns, but no, they shouldn't be able to just pick it, pick up a, a AR-15 and go to the grocery store and just pick off people because they're not having a good day. And does one have to happen for the other to not happen? I don't know, because we've had that stance in our hearts for so long that I should be able to carry a gun if I want to. And who are you to tell me that I can't? We've had that so much in our society as a rule and a law that I don't even know if it's possible to change it without the whole society collapsing into something else. Anyway, um, (laughs) the mass shooting happened in Maine on Wednesday Um, to give a synopsis. um, I ain't going to say his name because his name doesn't matter. Not to me. But a 40-year-old white male was the sole suspect in a fatal attack at a Lewiston, which is in Maine, bowling alley and bar on Wednesday that left 18 people dead and 13 others wounded. Now, here is where the narrative is starting going to start to differ from what you're used to hearing. An Army reservist was at a National Guard training facility in New York this is uh, a backstory of the shooter when officials there became concerned about his erratic behavior they called the police and transported him to a hospital for evaluation though it's not clear what if any treatment was received so i feel like and again these are just thoughts of shay that there's going to be trying to well there's going to try to start to be a narrative shift of what these mass shooters really are are they hmm, are they thugs depending upon who you ask or are they uh people who have mental issues that all they needed was some more help but maybe it depends on the current the certain demographic of these people who constantly do these mass shootings like oh we don't want to say that they're this bad person they just you know had their, some mental health issues but when then the same person who is just in a, as a different complexion does the same thing but just in a different way oh that person is labeled something else something different because they look different and they're not a part of what we feel as though mental health should look like it just looks like a thug or a threat so 
if they're going to shift the narrative to mental health issues, it's going to be attributed to a certain demographic that's only allowed to have mental health issues. And the other isn't allowed to have such issues because they don't consider that group capable of having such mental issues. So back to the story. Um, I could read this whole thing, but long story short, he wasn't, uh, he got away from the actual shooting, the shooter, and he was on the run for about two days. Then they went to his old business, uh, or this old place he used to work, a recycling company, and found that he had killed himself where he used to work at. Um, hmm. The conspiracy hat part of me says, yeah, that was kind of a setup because ain't no way that you got away for two days and then you went to your old place of where you worked at just to kill yourself. Like, and I get it. Well, I don't get it because I've never been in that situation. But if it if I was in that kind of thing, I'm not going to do like go to like my old work like I why would I go back to work just to off myself? Like, that makes no sense. Nor am I trying to make a joke out of any of this. But all I am saying is that some of the rational thoughts that we think people do, they still should do them. But if someone else is controlling the story or controlling the narrative, or if they just want something to fit a certain puzzle so the narrative can speak a certain way, that should be also be cons- uh, considered when you think about these stories. That's all I'm saying. Trust what you will, but uh, certain media outlets want to convey a certain a certain story a certain kind of way. But that was uh, oh, and they found his body uh, Saturday. So today is Sunday. They found it yesterday. Uh, the next story, the AEW, A, ooh, <laughs> UAW, there we go, United Auto Workers, uh, strike that I spoke about in some previous episodes, um, just to give a recap on that, um, yeah, they finally came to a consensus, and Ford actually was the first company, remember, there was Ford, Stellantis, and GM, the top three, who had uh, hadn't reached their, an agreement with the union, and so the union said, "Fuck it, we gonna strike." And they've been on strike for about between forty and forty-five days. I can't remember which one at the, at the present, but Ford was actually the first company to come to some type of agreement and terms with the UAW. And um, they're not really going into detail because first, it's just a tentative agreement. So whatever Ford sent out to like the union heads, they looked at and said, "Okay, we could work with this. Let's send it to our people and let's let all the people vote on it. So now it's at the level where all the people, all of the uh, union workers have to verify it and agree to the terms. And then once the terms are agreed upon, they vote again and then the terms are agreed upon. So we're at the level now where all the um, the uh, union workers have to vote. So we'll see. But that's a good thing for them. That's a good thing for Ford to finally be like, you know what? This has gone on long enough. 
so much money is being lost what do you want and basically the union is damn near getting everything that they asked for because they know the power that they have with the numbers they thought meaning the top three thought that it would be so much of a pain of them the people to go on strike and not have money but they actually uh, put money into their strike fund to make sure all their people were cared for to a certain extent and um top three thought they would cave and the union actually is getting their way which is a great thing for unions because the people the unions stand for the people that are actually working for these companies the companies don't really give a fuck about people they give a fuck about profits and so if you are messing with their profits then they tend to mess with you but when you have a union a group of people who are for the people that are actually working not the people that are getting money the union is going to look out for the people point blank period so it's a good sign that ford has come to an agreement and stellantis the other one of the other companies the top three companies also came to a tentative agreement basically it's the same thing as what ford said that they would do so the only company that is still out is gmc and gmc is basically saying, nah, we're not going to run like that. We don't like that. We're not going to do that. And so (laughs) the union said, oh, okay. And they told uh, another 5,000 employees at another plant, y'all can go ahead, go on strike too. So I feel like it's an awesome way that they're going about it. They're not being, they being the, uh, the union, they're not going about it in any kind of way like they're being assholes or anything they're basically asking for what they deserve and the top three are basically saying well if we give that to you we won't be rich no more and the people like we not rich now so we don't give a fuck but if you want to carry it like we don't matter we'll just not work so you can see that we really do matter and that's exactly what's going on in here so shout out to them i hope uh it all works out for the best for the union and i hope honestly i hope that the top three and all of these big major corporations actually see this now that that's another reason why they don't want unions in like amazon and things like that because once the people actually realize that they have the power this shit would happen all the time or the actual companies would realize that you know what let's take care of these people first before the strike any type of strike happens let's keep them happy so we all can be happy right but you know too much like right but shout out to the uaw i hope it works for them um the final story i have for you is (laughs) our house of representatives has a house speaker now after the whole debacle that happened with McCarthy getting voted off and then they put three other people up and none of those people uh could stick and somebody left and they was like nah I don't want the smoke and they dipped out the house of representatives finally has a new speaker (laughs) and he's a doozy and it's kind of um, ironic for who they actually voted for because uh, he's what they say they don't want to represent, but it's the exact carbon copy of who they don't want to be, but yet they voted for him. But that is how the politics be politicking. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read a story out of Reuters. Um, 
the U.S. Representative Mike Johnson has been elected by his fellow Republicans to serve as Speaker of the House of Representatives after three weeks of turmoil and three failed candidates. Didn't I just say that? I think I just said that. (laughs) Here are five facts about the fourth term conservative lawmaker who is now the top Republican in Congress. Uh, Johnson, 51, was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Prior to Congress, Johnson was a lawyer who mainly worked on religious freedom issues and successfully defended Louisiana's same-sex marriage ban, ban in 2024. Johnson stated, I am a Christian, a husband, a father, a lifelong conservative, constitutional law attorney, and a small business owner. In that order, once told to a reporter, he was elected to the Louisiana State House in 2015 and ran for Congress successfully in 2016. He now represents Louisiana's fourth congressional district, which occupies the northwest corner of the state and includes his hometown of Shreveport. Johnson is a conservative who is perhaps best known for his defense of former President Donald Trump's attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. As a former constitutional lawyer, he signed a brief in a case that attempted to throw out Pennsylvania's election results and call for Trump to keep fighting. He opposed same-sex marriage and introduced a bill in 2022, these numbers are getting me today, (laughs) that would have banned schools from promoting or discussing gender identity. He opposes abortion rights, calling the decision to overturn federal protection for abortions a great joyous occasion. He also opposes Ukraine aid. Johnson is opposed to sending Ukraine aid to defend against Russia, receiving an F from Republicans for Ukraine, an advocacy group that compiles a report card for lawmakers on their support. There's a whole group in Congress that gets paid to rate Congress people for voting for support for Ukraine. Let that sink in. Your tax dollars are literally going to give report cards for Congress people that vote on or don't vote for aid to Ukraine. Crazy. Uh, Johnson served as chair of the Republican Study Committee and was elected vice chair of the conference, but otherwise has no leadership experience. Fancy that. A potential hindrance as he enters into negotiations with the Democratic-controlled Senate and the White House. Uh, His relationship to Trump. Uh, Johnson is an avid supporter of Trump. Duh. As evidenced by his support for Trump's attempts in the overturning of the 2020 election. Also, Trump supports Johnson's election as nominee. Another duh. (laughs) So you heard his uh, resume. You see what it's about over there right now with the uh, House of Republicans. House of Representatives. So, yeah, I feel like that they was just tired of the whole rigmarole of going back and forth, voting for this person and not getting enough votes. And they was just tired of politics and they had exhaustion from voting or exhaustion from the process at this point. And so 
when he got put up there everybody was just like yeah go ahead we don't even care anymore like we don't care if he did this or did that or he has no experience it doesn't even matter no more just vote it out there so we can get to moving with business and send uh fucking israel 100 billion dollars let's just move it through so let's go do that and that's probably the main reason why they did all of that so they caused this big uh log jam of legislation legislation i can do it <laughs> they cause this big log jam and nothing is getting done there's no aid going anywhere there's no work on the government shutdown none of that stuff is getting done when there's no speaker of the house so they figured let's just get everyone pissed off with the process and throw somebody up there just so we can say we're done now and we can just move all of this stuff through so fast that nobody's ever going to pay attention to what what's getting passed because now we just have to hurry up and do stuff because we're so far behind of doing stuff and doing that is just going to let a myriad of bullshit go through government right now that's the hustle in this that's the hustle in all of this because it's all about what we want people to pay attention to. They wanted to p- people to pay attention to the disarray of Congress, and they wanted them to see how long and tedious the process was. So once that person, Mike Johnson, got uh, elected, it was just it was a wrap. Now they're saying, OK, y'all can stop paying attention to us now. We've taken care of it. Let's just let us pass all these bills right under your noses and go back to governing. And it's gonna happen and that's basically how government works at this point um yeah so that's all the stories that i actually have it it's a lot but it's always a lot these weeks i mean (laughs) for those of you who don't watch the news please continue to stop don't watch the news because it's just a whole clusterfuck of doom and gloom and all of this other nonsense of stuff that they want you to either fake pay attention to or halfway pay attention to and not focus on your insular goals of what you need to do to get you right. So I will end this session by saying I hope each and every one of you take care of yourself this week. Be gentle with yourself this week. Have a goal that you want to do for yourself or for your family or for your community. But please do something that is going to make you feel good for you this week. And that's all I got for you this week on Sessions with Shay. I hope each and every one of you um, enjoyed it. And I only ask that if you like this session and you think someone else would get some value out of it, feel free to share it as you see fit. I hope uh, each and every one of you have a great rest of your day or evening. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging with me for this session with Shay, and I will catch you next time. Peace.